Welcome to the Empowered with Erica podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I'm an empowerment coach, mindset mentor, personal development enthusiast, and holistic health advocate. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you are looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life and become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story and to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Empowered with Erica. Your host, Erica, here. I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are getting close to 30 episodes, so for all of you who tune in every single week, I'm so incredibly grateful for you. I've been loving doing this. And this episode is going to be a little different. So I just wanted to share a quote from a book that is part of one of my group programs that I do for healing. So I've talked a little bit about it in the past. It's called ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholics or Family Dysfunction. And honestly, I think it's a program that more people probably need to be a part of. But anywho, twice a week, I attend meetings for it. And in today's meeting, it was a powerful one. The shares people shared were incredibly powerful. Of course, I'm not going to go into what they were sharing, but we have a reading. So typically on Monday nights, we do a reading and we talk about it. And then on Wednesday nights, there's like actual steps kind of, it's a 12 step program, right? And we kind of go through the steps and um, typically people are on different steps that they're working on in their healing journey. And it's one reason why I've loved this journey so much and this program so much is because it's been a very active way for me to heal some of those generational traumas that I definitely have and that I know a lot of other people struggle with, right? So I'm going to read what we read today. It's just three little paragraphs, three short paragraphs, but it was really powerful to me. And then I kind of want to talk about it because I think even those of you who may not be in ACA or maybe don't necessarily have quote family dysfunction or have never been to a 12 step meeting, maybe this is something that you don't think applies to, but I think this reading can be very applicable to so many different people. So I wanted to share it with you all. Okay, so if you happen to have the red book, it is on page nine. It's about halfway down. Our behaviors, whether we are a victim or creating victims, highlight an ACA truism. ACA is not an easy program to work, yet the effort it takes to work ACA is far less than the effort it takes to live in codependence or trying to control others or circumstances out of our control. If we apply half the effort to ACA that we apply to living codependently, we will see amazing results. We will find clarity and self-worth. We will need help. We will need acceptance from others when we cannot accept ourselves. We do not need to shame ourselves or dive into self-condemnation, but we must be honest about our behavior. We sometimes need a reminder that we are acting destructively and should consider rethinking our behavior. ACA allows us to admit our behavior in a safe place without judgment from others. 
By working the ACA program, we learn to recognize when we are thinking like a victim or persecutor and to talk about it. We reparent ourselves with gentleness and self-love. We become open-minded to the idea that we can change with time and with help. Okay, for me, those three paragraphs were very, very powerful. And again, if you aren't in the program, you probably are like, what the fuck is she talking about? But let's just like break this down for a minute. Okay, so in the first paragraph, they're talking about how the program is not easy to work. Yet, this is the line that was like knife to the gut for me. Yet, the effort it takes to work ACA is far less than the effort it takes to live in codependence or trying to control others or circumstances out of our control. Well, fucking mic drop. Mic drop. Because how many times is there something that we ne- we know that we need to do for ourselves, say it's going to the gym, say it's eating right, say it's going for that walk, say it's meditating, say it's reading a book, say it's joining a 12-step program. How many times is there something we know that we need to do that requires effort that we maybe are like, no, 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 I don't, like it's too much. It's too much. It's too much effort. How many times do we kind of make excuses for doing the things that we know are going to better ourselves? And so what I loved about this line is yet the effort it takes to work ACA is far less than the effort it takes to live in codependence or trying to control others or circumstances out of our control. So how many times are you not willing to put in the effort to heal, but you're willing to put the effort in to live in that negative space that you've been in? So for me, it was a lot of, it was a lot of effort. It was a lot of effort to stop drinking, mostly because it was a lot of effort to take myself out of that scene and to, it was such a social thing, right? You know, it was one of those things that, you know, it's huge in our culture, right? Um, I'm American. I know some people live abroad that listen to this. So I'm American. It's big, big drinking culture, especially, you know, when I was in college and honestly, it was a lot more effort. Like, yes, it took effort to stop drinking, but it took a lot more effort to stay to kind of like keep up with the Joneses and to stay in that health, in that unhealthy lifestyle. And it was a lot more effort to kind of like cover up how negatively drinking was affecting me. Right. So yeah, it's definitely effort to go for my walk every day and it's effort to fucking meditate every day. And it's effort to journal, like to have gratitude and to have a spiritual practice. Those are all things that take effort. It's effort to show up every day and live that ACA motto. It's it's effort to do those things that are going to better my life. But what would you rather have? The effort to better yourself, the effort to grow, the effort to change your life, or would you rather put in the effort to live an unhappy existence? If there's something that's bothering you, it takes just as much effort, if not more, to continue repeating those negative habits, those negative cycles, and it's just unhappiness is not a place to be, right? And if we have low self-worth, if we aren't giving ourselves the love that we need, the care that we need, it takes a lot of effort to try to control others, to live in codependence. So codependence is a very big theme in this program. And I think it's something that I definitely struggled with, but I didn't even know I struggled with it. Um, If you guys have listened, listened to my past handful of episodes, you guys know that, you know, I've had to release a lot of stuff. And I actually just recently kind of got out of a codependent situation with um, like a family member. And it was really difficult because I didn't even realize that it was codependent. And as much as I missed them, and as much as like, we're redefining our relationship, I don't miss that old 
codependent relationship because it was fucking terrible. Just like how many times have you maybe gone through a breakup or changed your habit or left a job or moved or something? And yeah, it took effort to move. But what took more effort, the change or the staying where you were, maybe in your comfort zone, but not being happy? Um, I'm going to bosh the saying, but they always say like, oh, it's just as much effort to stay unhealthy than it is to change your habits and live a healthier lifestyle. Like which hard are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the hard that keeps you stuck, keeps you unmotivated, makes you unhappy? Or are you going to choose the hard that brings you more joy and health and happiness? Like what hard are you going to choose? And I've dedicated my life to choosing the hard that has brought me more happiness, joy, and serenity and peace. Because this healing journey has not been fucking easy. And if you think that healing your trauma is fucking easy, like let's get our heads out of the sand because that shit ain't true. It's really fucking hard, but it's a lot better than the effort and the hard that it is to stay in those unhealthy habits, stay in that place that I knew I didn't want to be anymore. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so this next paragraph is also really powerful because it's talking about how Really, we need to give up that self, like that control. We need to give up control and we need to realize that it's okay to bring down our walls. So let me repeat it really quick. We will need help. We will need acceptance from others when we cannot accept ourselves. We do not need to shame ourselves or dive into self-condemnation, but we need to be honest about our behavior. We sometimes need a reminder that we are acting destructively and should consider rethinking our behavior. So this is saying, hey, you can't do this journey alone. You can't do the self-help journey alone. I know I haven't been able to do my self-help journey alone. It takes a fucking community. It takes a support system. And that's where I've lost relationships, friendships, communities, because they were no longer helping me on my journey. I realized that by cutting those cords, it was going to help me grow and expand. So this is something I just want you to think about. Are you accepting help? Are you allowing those who want to be there for you to be there for you? Are you allowing love in? Are you bringing down your walls? I know I have put up walls. And so this was actually something I talked about a little bit in the meeting. Is something I'm trying to figure out is for myself, I realized that I used control as a safety mechanism because I was like, oh, if I can control a situation, then it's going to be safer because like, why would I you know, maybe control something in an unsafe way. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was never intentional or conscious. But how many times have you like taken a step back and you're like, hmm, that wasn't great, you know? And sometimes it was even within myself. I mean, I love the 75 hard. I love it. It's helped me tremendously. But that was an example of applying a lot of control because I was like, oh, if I can add this control, it will keep me safe. And so something I'm doing currently right now is like, bringing down those walls and letting go of control. And it's really hard. And so that's kind of um, a great parallel to that is stepping from like being in that masculine state and stepping into the feminine state, stepping into that feminine energy. I was in such a masculine energy for so long because I thought the control and the doing and the this and the that and the hard exterior is what would keep me safe. And that's not fucking true. I mean, it got me through really hard times. So much love to that old version of Erica, but it's not what I want going forward. I love stepping into my femininity. I love it, but it's not easy, especially when you maybe 
created an image around like, this is who I am. And so I need to like maintain control around that. I need to control how people see me, how people view me. I need to control myself, my behaviors, which of course, like discipline is amazing. I'm not saying don't have discipline, but how many times have we realized that maybe we are doing all these things because we think we can affect the outcome. So we think that we can control how life is going to go. And for me, if I've learned anything in the last two years specifically, but especially just in general, I have no fucking control in how life is going to go. The amount of things that have happened in the last couple of years that if you told me like five years ago they'd happen, I'd be like, what the fuck? No way. Things like people that I thought would be in my life, relationships I thought I'd have, like all these things that I thought were set in stone, gone, gone or completely different, completely changed. And I couldn't control that things out, like things outside of my worldview or whatever happened. Things outside of my control happened. And it was just a reminder that, hey, guess what? You can do X, Y, Z thing, but that doesn't mean that you can guarantee how life is going to turn out. And that's really fucking hard. That realization of, wait, I can do all the quote right things and I might still have a fucking huge ass brick land on me or whatever. Like I might still have some shit come down that I'm going to have to deal with. So the realizing that you may need to have help from someone, you may need to ask for help. You may need acceptance from others when you cannot accept yourself. One thing I've had is I definitely have like slimmed down the friend list. Like I definitely have less friends, but I have better friends, you know, and they accept me for me and they love me for me. And they don't need me to be this person that's out partying. They do not need me to be this. They've allowed me to bring down my walls and be the real Erica. And I did like a two part episode or I guess two episodes. I split it up one big episode into two called the rebirth because there's been a huge rebirth in the past year specifically shit the last like eight months specifically 2022 has been a massive rebirth for erica like if you told me in january all the shit that has happened this year i'd be like wait what wait what the fuck you saying it's been a lot it's been a lot and i had to you know this line of we needed a reminder that we're acting destructively and we sh- like could should consider rethinking our behavior I mean, there's been moments that I've been self-destructive lately. I mean, shit, something as small as like, I know the best way to eat for my body. I know what makes me feel good, yet sometimes I don't always do that. And that's a very mild version of self-destruction. Or a bigger one for me would be going out to drink and not maintaining my sobriety. Now, I have maintained my sobriety, but that's definitely something that could happen, right? If I, you know, am not mindful. But that being said, when like when I'm not on my A game, it doesn't benefit me to shame myself or dive into self-condemnation. Like I am so hard on myself. How many of y'all are so hard on yourself? It does not benefit you to fucking shame yourself for the things you did when you were just trying to fucking survive. It does not benefit you to shame yourself, to talk down to yourself, to make yourself feel like a piece of shit for the things you did in survival mode. It got you through those difficult moments. And we are thankful that you got through those difficult moments. But now that we're on the other side a little bit, or maybe we have a clear head, maybe we're not on the other side, but we're seeing things differently. Now is the time to step into this new version of ourselves where we can um, maybe reparent ourselves and create new habits, create new behaviors. Okay. We need the help. You will need the help. Whether the help is this podcast, the help is a coach, the help is just 
having really good friends and family around you and cutting the fat. Cut the cut out the people that are not there for you. Cut out the people that are not going to be a benefit to you, an asset to you, or bring you joy into this next stage of life. Okay? We do not need to shame ourselves, but we also need to be honest about our behavior. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, you don't want to shame yourself, but also being like, Erica, if you are uncomfortable right now, maybe we should fucking limit the sweets. Maybe we should get off our ass and make sure we're going to the gym five days a week, four days a week, whatever. Erica, Krav Maga was really good for you mentally and physically. I know you kind of needed that little break. That was good. Get back at it. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Okay. So it's a double-edged sword. Like you don't want to shame yourself, but you can also be honest with your, you can be honest with yourself, but have grace. You can be honest with yourself without shaming yourself. Right? So that's just something to be mindful of. Okay. And this last paragraph about how ACA allows us to admit our behavior in a safe, in a safe place without judgment from others. By working the ACA program, we learn to recognize that when we learn to recognize when we are thinking like a victim or persecutor and to talk about it. We reparent ourselves with gentleness and self-love. We become open-minded to the idea that we can change with time and with help. Okay. Yes. So one of the biggest things I've loved, I love about ACA, and today was such an amazing example of it, is the community. The community is fucking powerful. Having a community of supported, like-minded individuals who want to be there for you, who are there for your growth, who care about you as a fucking person, mm, it's powerful. 10 out of 10 recommend. Who you surround yourself with will affect the, traje- the trajectory of your life. Sorry, I can't speak. I really was not planning on recording today, but I'm just like pumped up, so we're fucking sending it. Um, but you guys, it's okay to have, it's okay to allow yourself to be seen in a safe space. It is okay you can let people in. I am someone that I've, I've had a hard time with like, especially female friendships. Like friendships can be hard. People kind of fucking suck, but not everyone, not everyone. So if you can find a community that allows you to grow, that allows you to express yourself, that allows you to maybe have those honest conversations with yourself where you can go, Hey, I wasn't my best here, but I'm learning. Hey, Erica, you need to work on this thing, but you're learning and it's okay. Right? So really, I, I'm telling you right now, no, I'm not saying that everyone needs to go do this program, but there is aspects of it that you can do without like joining um, the program. And one of them is like cultivating a community of like-minded, uplifting, fulfilling people. And that's what I want this podcast to be. That's what I want our, that's what I want our um, Facebook group to be. It's, it's powerful to have acceptance from others and to realize that they love you regardless of the mistakes you've made, the mistakes you're going to make, that people are just there to listen. I mean, someone shared such a powerful story today, not a story, her journey today, and she just had this big realization and it fucking broke my heart. If I'm being honest, hearing her speak broke my heart. And part of why it broke my heart, one, because I never like to hear about the hard things people are going through in the sense of like, obviously you don't wish that upon anyone. I'm grateful that she trusted us to share her story, but damn, it made me so sad and it broke my heart and it broke my heart because it made me think about how many times I have allowed my, I have allowed myself to accept less than what I deserved, that I made excuses for people 
that I thought, oh, this shitty behavior someone is like doing towards me, I, I deserve it. And even something she said to me, she was like, yeah, I don't know, like if I want kids, like, I don't think I want kids. So like, maybe that's why I accept this behavior or I don't think I'm worthy of love. So that's why I accept this behavior. And just hearing like herself speak, I saw myself in her because I've been there and I think there's still parts of me that are there, but not, not to the extent I was two years ago. I'm coming up on my two-year anniversary of ACA. It'll be end of December. And realizing how much it's changed my life is why I talk about this program because honestly, I don't know if I, well, I can pretty much promise you I would not be where I am today if it were not for this program because it allowed me to admit like things that I struggled with and things that I needed to work on and maybe some of my faults, some of my character flaws um, in a safe place. And it allowed me to recognize what I'm thinking. It allowed me to realize, like, am I playing the victim in this moment? Or am I actually being the opposite and being a judge? Like, that's not my fucking job, okay? And also, it made me learn how to reparent myself. Like, I've started this reparenting journey, which is hard. But treating yourself with gentleness and self-love when you really haven't had many people be gentle with your heart, it's fucking hard. It's hard. It's really hard. And having a community that also wants that for you, it's powerful. And realizing that we all deserve, we all deserve that safe space. I know like, oh, it's a safe space is kind of like a topic that people roll their eyes at now. But no, it's it's important to have those safe spaces to be a hundred percent yourself. Okay. And learning how to be gentle with yourself in a very cruel world. It's powerful and learning that. So for me, something that I got out of this paragraph, and I don't remember if I've talked about it yet, but um, I definitely had the coping mechanism, especially in childhood, of putting on that tough girl image, that tough, um, like, you can't fucking hurt me. I don't give a shit. Like, let's fucking go. Probably why I swear so much. Um, because, like, I'd been really hurt. I trusted people and they fucking broke my trust. And I remember specifically eighth grade, like it sounds so silly, but end of middle school, I had like a big group of people bully me. It was terrible. I went home crying after school most days. Like it was really bad. It was really bad. And it hardened me. It hardened my heart. because I was like, fuck these people. I am out. I don't give a shit what any of y'all think about me because I can be a nice, good person and it's going to bite me in the ass. So kiss my ass was essentially where my mind was. And of course, I didn't like consciously think that, but that's what the subconscious was doing. Is I put on this like tough mechanism of like, no, I'm here to get shit done. And that's really been my vibe for a long time now of I'm showing up, I'm here, I'm going to get shit done. I'm going to say it straight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And part of it, like I'm, I like that I'm honest. I like that I can have those hard conversations, but at the same time, sometimes I need to take a step back and realize like, these are just walls I've put up because I think, oh, if I, if I can put up this tough exterior, it's going to keep people out. But not only is it keeping people out, it's also not allowing me to receive the love that people want to give. Right? Like, and this is something that, you know, Kyle has helped me a lot with and he doesn't even realize it. It's like, he's the first time that I have allowed myself to be myself. And to realize like that someone can love me and care about me when I'm being myself. And what a beautiful thing that is. That's something we all deserve is 
allowing people. And then I have a couple friends as well that I feel like I've been able to be fully transparent with and they don't judge me and they care about me for me. And it's really beautiful. It's beautiful to be able to learn how to be gentle with yourself and to actually love yourself. Because when this girl shared like, oh, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want kids. So I think that's why I accept this behavior. And I was like, fuck, I told myself that for a long time. I was like, I don't want kids or I don't care about kids. Like take them or leave them, whatever. And, you know, I'm still someone that's like always, I'm, I've always been open to foster, like being a foster parent or an adoptive parent, but I've also been like, eh, I don't care, but that's really changed. And maybe it's just because I'm getting closer to 30, but I think a lot of it is more so the fact that I've realized that like, I do want it and that it's okay to want it and that I'm allowed to want these things. I'm allowed to want those good things. I'm allowed to, um, want that storybook, like, like, you know, the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids, you're allowed to want those things. And just because maybe you haven't seen the best examples in your life growing up, or maybe, um, maybe you've had a lot of shit thrown at you that has made you believe, and maybe you don't actively think this, but like deep down, cause this was me. It's not like I was actively telling myself like, I don't deserve love. I don't deserve happiness. No, but in my heart, I didn't feel like I deserved it. And when like I had a therapist, I think it was like, asked me directly, like, do you think you're worthy of love? And I was like, no. No, I don't fucking think I'm worthy. It's why I let people walk all over me. It's why I'd put up this tough state. But then, you know, in private, I would let people like fucking just be so mean to me and treat me like shit. And they're like, I've kept a lot of things pretty fucking private and I'm going to continue to do so. But I remember there's a couple things like I shared with good friends because I didn't really like talk about it very much. And they're like, wait, they did what? And you like just let that happen? That's not the Erica we know. And I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking know. Because when I really fucking care, I have let people walk all over me. And I'm getting better about not doing that. And sometimes it means I'm a feisty bitch, which sorry. But, 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 but. It's because I've learned my value, my worth. And I've learned to be like, no, no, no. We don't speak to me that way. You're not speaking to me that way. No, 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 no. I deserve to be treated with more respect than this. No, 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 no. You don't get to tell me how I'm fucking feeling. I'm pretty sure I tell you how I'm feeling, not you tell me how I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not the vibe. And learning how to reparent ourselves and to love ourselves enough to stand up for ourselves is also incredibly important. So sorry, this has been kind of a ramble, but this like half a page in the book just really like, mm, it was a really powerful meeting. The, the things people shared were so powerful and I was grateful for them to be vulnerable and to trust us. And it made me a little sad, like I said, hearing some people's stories, but it also, on one hand, it made me sad because I could see who, who I've been in the past in them. You know, I was like, oh God, I've been there. I've been that girl. I've been that person. But then on the, like on one hand, it made me sad, but on the other hand, I was like, but how powerful and what a beautiful testament for this program and this journey and this self-love journey that you did have those thoughts once and now you're like the opposite. How beautiful is it to see that when you put in the fucking work, you can change your life. Oops, sorry, hit the mic. You can change your life. That's what happens when you talk with your hands, you hit shit. Um, you can change your life if you put in the work and like going back to the beginning, it ain't easy to put in the work. It is fucking hard to decide to change your life. But which hard are you going to choose? The hard of 
all the things that maybe you have going on right now that you don't like, that make you miserable, that make you sad, that don't bring you joy? Or do you want to accept the heart of doing the things that are going to help you heal? And for me and everyone, it's different. But for me, it's this 12-step program. It's staying hydrated. It's moving my body every day. It's meditating. Meditating for me, it like needs to be a non-negotiable because I haven't been the last like three weeks regularly and it's been fucking noticeable. It has been noticeable and I've made excuses. So if there's something you're like making an excuse about how you know you need to do it, but you shouldn't, that's probably the thing you need the most. So maybe like write that shit down and like, let's go. But anywho, thanks for listening for my little rant today. This is just my reminder that healing and healing journeys and personal development and self-development is not an easy road. It's not easy to decide to change your life, but you are worthy of changing your life. You are worthy of putting in that work and putting in that effort. You deserve all the love and happiness that you want in your life. And it's not here. Here's a reality check, friends. I know most of America doesn't seem to fucking get this, but it ain't going to be handed to you. You as an individual need to put in the effort to make changes in your life. No one is going to fucking do it for you. Sorry, hate to be the bearer of bad fucking news, but here we are. So maybe we need to put that on like a billboard or something because I think more of America needs to hear that one. But regardless, you can change your life. You just need to decide to do that. And you need to love yourself enough to know that you are worthy of it because you are. You are. So I just want you to remember that today. You are worthy of it. You're worthy of happiness and joy and love. And I'm so thankful for you guys tuning in today, tuning into this episode. I hope that this episode maybe resonated with you. I know I kind of went on tangents and talked about a program that hardly anyone has heard of, but love y'all. So grateful for you guys for tuning in every week. Let me know if there's something in spe- like something in particular that you want to talk about. Let me know. I would love to do an episode based on things that you guys want to hear. So shoot me a DM, text me, comment it in the Facebook group, whatever floats your fucking boat. I'm grateful for you all and I will talk to you soon. So don't forget to stay empowered. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at erica.vishkalis. You can also find me on Facebook at ericavishkalis. If you want to be a part of our online community, check out our Facebook group, Empowered with Erica. You can also find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I will see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.